The last thing we were discussing was the ten conditions Yahshua made for Israel when giving them the land. We saw that there was at least another four, and we said takanot that were brought up by one rabbi. We didn't mention only what was mentioned in Islam with no rabbi's name. And with that, we're going to start Pebet Amud Aleph, first word on the page. Vihaki ata Rabbi Abin. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. But when Rabbi Abin came to Israel to Babel, he said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Ehad ilan hanotel ilan Whether a tree has its branches leaning towards someone else's field or it's by a border between two people, Mevi a person can bring his bikurim, his first fruit, and read whatever he's supposed to read, the whole parasha he's supposed to read in Parashat Kitavo. Now the Pasuk says, Rashid Bikurea the first of the fruits of your land. So even if this tree is by the border, you're allowed to bring it and you're allowed to read the Psukim, Shalvenat, Kenan, Hil Yoshua, Israel, Because these are one of the conditions that Yoshua made Faisal when giving them the land. So here's another one. It's not ten, it's more. Ela the Gemara says, Man tana asara tenaim shitna Yashua. Who is the tana who said it was ten conditions, not more? Rabbi Yashua ben Levi, who is actually Rabbi Yashua ben Levi, who is an Amora. So it's not a Braita. So all the questions you're bringing doesn't even start. Meaning, if it was a, a, a tana, then yes, all the Amoraim have to answer that up. But if it's another Amora, well, I argue on another Amora. And by the way, Rav Gevihami Bekatil Matne La Behedya, Rav Gevihah from Bekatil, it's a place, he would actually say it straight out. He Meaning he taught the entire sugya as follows. Rebitan Hom Rebi Beryasa Amre Mishum Zaken Hada, Rebitan Hom and Rebi Beryasa in the name of an elderly rabbi, Umano, who's the elderly rabbi? Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, and what he say, Asatane Mitna Yoshua, Yoshua made ten conditions. Now, once we discuss the ten conditions of Yoshua, Asara Takanotiken Ezra. Ezra so far was mitaken ten, uh, ten takanot, ten decrees on Bnei Israel. Number one, Shekorin beminha beShabbat that they read minha Shabbat, minha Shabbat afternoon they would read from the Sefer Torah. Bekorin b'Sheniu b'Hamishiyan Monday and Thursday. Vedanin b'Sheniu b'Hamishiyan and the the courts, the Batei Dinim are open on Monday and Thursday. Umechabesim b'Hamishiy b'Shabbat and the laundry is done at Thursday for Shabbat. Ve'ochlin shum be'erev Shabbat and people eat garlic on Friday night. And a woman should wake up early on Friday morning to bake. A woman should wear an apron on her thighs. A woman should comb her hair before going to the mikveh. And peddlers, salesmen who sell cosmetics and perfumes for women, they go around the city and nobody could stop them. The idea is that there should be perfume and cosmetics available for women. And he was also metaken that if someone is a balkeri, someone who had a seminal emission, should go to the mikveh tebitovel. So number one, korin that they should read Sefer Torah Minhav Shabbat Mishum because of the people in the markets, meaning they can't come to shul on Monday and Thursday, so they set them up another Sefer Torah reading on Shabbat afternoon. 
Now, by the way, there's an interesting shita uh, mekubetzet in the name of the Geonim, who explains what's Yoshevei Karanot. There's people who get drunk Shabbat morning, and they don't even come to Shul Shabbat morning to hear Sefer Torah, so they set it up in the afternoon for them. There's another shita, uh, Ri Milonil. He explains that uh, the, the reason they set up uh, Sefer Torah Shabbat Minha is so you know, people finish the, the, the prayers in the morning, and that's it, they don't do anything the rest of the day. So they set up another Sefer Torah reading in the afternoon, so this way you'll have uh, something to do. You're not sitting idle. Next, V'sheyu Korin B'sheri B'chamishi, Ezra was metaken that they read Sefer Torah Monday and Thursday, Ezra tiken, V'hamayikarav amitakna, it's not Ezra who did it, it's already way back at the Tanya, V'yelchu shaloshet yamim v'amidbav v'lomatsumayim, B'nei Yisrael walked in the desert three days without water, D'rsher eshumot amru, those who are doresh the psukim explain, En mayim ela Torah, Water means Torah. Shinemar hoy kol tzameh dechol amayim. Like the pasuk says, anyone who's thirsty, go to the water. Meaning Torah. Kevan shalchu shilosh temim below Torah. Once Ben Israel went three days in the desert without Torah. Nilu they got weak. Amdu neviim shebenehem the prophets in between. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu stood up. Vetiknu lam sheu korin b'Shabbat. They were taken that they should read on Shabbat. Umafsikin mechal b'Shabbat. On Sunday they don't read Torah. Bekorin b'Sheni. And on Monday they read the Torah. And they don't read the Torah on Tuesday and Wednesday. They read Sefer Torah on Thursday. They don't read on Friday. So this way they don't go three days without Torah. Now, by the way, there's a fascinating Tosafot that explains the reason that we set up from Monday and Thursday, not any other day, was because, uh, based on the Midrash, that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to, to Har Sinai this, to get the second set of uh, Luchot on a Thursday, and he came back down on a Monday. Those days became a Aitratzon, and therefore, he was metaken they should read on Monday and Thursday. And that's where people got them in Hag to fast on those days. Now, the problem over here is as follows. We learned that Ezra was metaken Monday, Thursday, reading Sefer Torah, and here we have it back from Moshe Rabbeinu's day. So which one is it? So the Gemara explains, Originally, the Takana was that one person should read three Psukim, and that's enough. Or three men should read three Psukim, for Kohen Levi Israel, and that's the whole story. Three psukim, one pasuk for the Kohen, one for the Levi, one for the Israel, and that's good enough. Atahu came, Ezra Sofer, and Tiken Telatagavre. He was metaken, there should be three olim. Asara psukia, they should at least read ten pesukim. Keneged Asara Batlanin, corresponding to the ten people who are supposed to sit in the shul learning Torah, or they're not working, the, the public is supposed to support them. So for those ten people, he was metaken those ten pesukim. Next, Vedanin Besheni Bahamishi, Aizra was metaken that the Bate Dinim should be open on Monday and Thursday. Because people are in town for hearing the Sefer Torah, so let's have the Bate Dinim open. If anyone has a case, go straight there. Next, Vesheyu Mechabesin Bahamishi Beshabbat, that laundry should be done on Thursday. Mishum Kevoda Shabbat for the honor of Shabbat, so this way you should have clothing on Shabbat morning. And like the Meiri explained, they shouldn't be doing it on Friday. Friday, Friday, they should be worried about uh, what actually we need for Shabbat, the food, preparation, the baking, everything else. 
That's why the takana is that Thursday they should do the laundry. Next, that men should eat garlic on Friday night. Because of the ona, because it helps make more zera and it helps the mitzvah of ona. And the main time for ona is on Friday night. That his fruits should come out the right time. That's a person who's with, uh, who's with his wife from Friday night to Friday night. That's the right time for the honor. And Tanura Banan, five things were said in regards to garlic. Number one, must be, however, eats it is satiated. Umashin, it warms up the body. Umatshil Panim, it makes the person who eats it happy. Umarbea Zera, it makes the person have a lot of Zera. Vihoreg, Ekinim Shebibne Me'aim. It kills any lice or any bugs inside the intestines. And some say it brings love into a person's body because he's happy. He he tends to love more and it takes the jealousy away from his body. Number six. The takana was that a woman should uh, should wake up early and bake. Why? So there could be bread for poor people. When poor people knock on the door, there should be bread ready. You don't have to give them money until they go buy the bread. They shouldn't have to get, uh, wait until the bread is ready. They say the bread is already ready. So that's the way the Meiri explains it. Now, there are Mifashim who explain this. We're talking about Friday. So this way they should do it early on Friday, so there should be bread for the rest of the week. Next, number seven, A woman should put on an apron on her thighs, on her, la- on her lap, for tzenyot purposes. The Shitamik Ubetzer explains the name of a Gaon. It's really around the Veset time, so this way they don't get dirty. And uh, the Meiri explains that no, he's always metakin that whenever a woman is working, she should put uh, the apron on her body. So this way, if she gets dirty while she's working, uh, she'll ha- she'll want to fold it, and that'll be a lack of tzinyut, or that's not nice, and and therefore just put on the apron. Next, number eight, a woman should comb her hair and then go to the mikveh. The oraita he the gemara says it's not from Israel, it's from the Torah. The Tanya we have a pasuk where hatz besarol b'maim he washes his his flesh in the water, and we learn from there shiloya davar chotzetz ben besarol b'maim that nothing should be blocking between his body and the water. Now it says et besarol, the word et et hatafeli besarol. Whatever is secondary to his flesh. Umayni, what are we talking about? Se'ar, the hair. So you see, uh, back from the Torah, it is a takana to come here. So amre deoraita le'ayune. So the Gemara explains. From the Torah, you just have to look at the hair. Dilma miktar, maybe there's knots. Inami ma'us midi mishum hatza. Or maybe uh, there's something blocking over there. Maybe there's dirt or, or, or grime or something that's blocking and there's a hatza. And said, no, you have to use a comb to brush your hair. Now, that's the way Rashi explains it. The arm of Hashim will explain that, uh, that the hafifa here is just to rub, and you could rub your hair even if you don't have a comb, or just wash in warm water, and then just uh, run your fingers through it. There is shito like that, but Rashi says a comb. Next, number nine was, 
peddlers who sell perfume and cosmetics, they go around the, the, the cities, Mishum Nashim, so the women could have their cosmetics and perfumes, so this way the Jewish women won't be disgusted on their husband, they'll have uh, cosmetics ready. Number 10, for anyone who's a Baal Keri, he goes to Mikveh, it's not Takanat Ezra, it's from the Torah, person has a Zerah coming out of him, he has to wash his flesh in the water, meaning go to the Mikveh, so the Gemara explains the Oraita who litruma vekadashim. From the Torah, it's in regards if a person wants to eat teruma kadashim. Okay, then you have to go to mikveh. Ata who vetiken afilu the divrei Torah. Kem Ezra was metaken. Even for the divrei Torah, you still have to go to the mikveh. Ezra was metaken that you cannot learn Torah until you go to the mikveh. Now Tosfot explains that we don't hold like uh, this takanat Ezra. Why? Because we hold like Rabbi Yudah bin Betera, who held the divrei Torah is not mekabel tumah, and a person can learn Torah even though he's tamesh with shichvat zera. And the reason is one, and he Tosfot gives three answers. Number one could be that Rabbi Yudah bin Betera uh, held that Ezra uh, was never metaken this. Maybe this is not one of the takanot. Or number two, that uh, he was mevatel the takana, he, he stopped the takana because uh, Ezra set up that, okay, if anyone in the future sees fit that to knock out this takana, he can knock it out. And number three, could be this takana never just made it. It was one of those things that Ben Israel never followed and that's why it, it didn't go through. Next, Asara de Barim Yerushalayim, tending to said about Yerushalayim. Number one, in Habayit Halut Ba. Usually, when someone buys a house in a walled city, you ha- you have a year to redeem it, to buy it back. If not, it is sold forever. Yerushalayim doesn't have that deen. Rather, a person could redeem a house that he sold forever. Number two, if there's a dead body that was found next to Yerushalayim, it does not bring a calf to get killed as atonement for what happened. Number three, and if everyone's doing Avodah Zarah in Yerushalayim, it does not get destroyed like a, like a Avodah Zarah city. It does not become Tameh if there's Sarat on the houses over there. The house does not become Tameh. And you cannot take out beams and small panels that look like small porches. You don't make uh, garbage dumps, and you don't make uh, these limestone furnaces, and you don't make uh, gardens and orchards, except for the rose gardens that were there from the time of the original Nevi'im, the, uh, they used to use those roses. That was uh, the Kipat Erdin, the Ketoret. Ve'en megadelin ba'atarekolim. We don't raise chickens and roosters in Yerushalayim. Ve'en melinin ba'atamet. And we don't leave a dead body to be buried the next day. Rather, they bury it that day or that night. So number one, en abayit halut ba. A house that is sold over there, it's not sold forever. So if someone didn't redeem it that, within a year, he could still redeem it um, way after that. And on, on the Ovel, it goes back. It says, whoever the house originally belonged to could redeem it. 
And the Tana of this Beta held that Yerushalayim was not split up to Shevatim, meaning it's an area in between Yehuda and Binyamin, and it stuck sort of belongs to everyone. It's a universal city. So some hold it belongs to Yehuda, some, uh, some hold it just it belongs to everyone, and no one has ownership. And if that's the case, then Yerushalayim is not part of the mitzvah of, the, of buying a house in a walled city. Number two, It doesn't bring an Aigla Arufa. Over there it says in Daniel of Aigla Arufa, if we find a dead body in the land that Hashem gave you as an inheritance. And Yerushalayim was not given out to any specific Shevet. It belongs to everybody. And therefore it's not part of the Adama. It's not part of the inheritance land. Number three. If everyone's doing Avodah Zarav there, you don't destroy it. It says, It says, In your city. Meaning one of your cities, Yerushalayim, learned Halakah Shvatim, and Yerushalayim was not split to Shvatim. Next, number four, Ve'enam mitam'a ben ga'im, it does not become tamay fe'asarat on the houses. Dikhtiv, ve'natati nega'asarat be'bet eretz ha'huzatchem, it says, I'm going to give it sarat in the house of the land of your inheritance. And Yerushalayim, Lord Halakah Shvatim, Yerushalayim was not split up to to any specific Shevet. Ve'en motzi'in bazizin u'gzustra'ot, and we don't have beams and panels stick out of houses. Number one, Number one, if there's a tum'ah in the house and anyone walks under that panel, they become tameh. And number two is so that those who go up to Yerushalayim for the holidays don't trip and get hurt from these beams and panels that they're not used to. Number six, we don't make garbage dumps, because of all the different uh, rodents that could be there and die, and and, uh, and all these dead rodents can make kadashim uh, tameh, so therefore keep the garbage dumps out of there. We don't make furnaces, because of the smoke that's there, either it, it blackens the wall or it gets mixed up with the korban smoke, and that's not nice. We don't make gardens and orchards there, because it smells, either because there's weeds there or they use manure as a fertilizer and that smells bad. We don't raise chickens and roosters there, because of the Kadashim, chickens usually hang out by the garbage dumps and then they bring uh, all these different rodents and it might put it on the meat of uh, Kadashim and we then we make it tame. And the tenth thing that we said about Yishlam is that we don't leave a mat overnight, rather we bury him right away. Gemara, that's just the tradition and nobody knows the reason why. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, we don't raise pigs anywhere. When the Hashmonai brothers uh, fought one another, there was a civil war between Horkanus and Aristobulus. Horkanus was outside of Yerushalayim, Aristobulus was the inside. 
ובכל יום היו משלשים להם בקופה דינרים. And every day the people of Horkanus inside Yerushalayim would send up a box of money והיו מעלים להם תמידים. And the people outside, the Aristobulus people, would send up a קורבנות for the, for, for the תמיד. היה שם זקן אחד שהיה מכיר בחוכמת יוונית. There was an elderly gentleman over there who knew Greek wisdom. And Amar Lehem, and he told the people outside, As long as they're doing the Avodah of the Beit HaMikdash, they're not going to lose to you. So the Mahashil Shud in Anim Bakubad, the next day, the people on the inside, Hurkanus people, they send out money like every day, and the people on the outside send them up a pig. Once the pig got halfway up the wall, it stuck its hooves into the wall. And Eretz Yisrael had an earthquake, it shook 400 parsot each way. And at that point, Hachamim said, Cursed is the person who raises pigs. And cursed is the person who teaches his children Greek wisdom. And at that point, in Masechim Minachot, we said, that year, it was such a bad year, and the soldiers ruined the area around Yerushalayim that they had to go far to get uh, barley for, uh, for the Korban Omer. Usually, they would bring the barley from as close as possible to Yerushalayim. This year, they had to go to Ginot Serifin, and usually they'd bring the wheat for Shetea Lechem uh, from as close as possible to Yerushalayim. This year, they had to go all the way to the valley of Ein Socher. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.